0: I am a wayfarer on the waking way just like you. Years ago, in a time of despair, I was given cause to consider my small place in the whole of creation. The old questions that have perplexed us for ages were haunting me as well. Why are we here? Must there be a reason for our existence? How do we balm our sufferings enlighten our minds, and awaken our hearts. Are there powers, energies, and realities just beyond our ability to comprehend them? Like a new day rising, a fervor to understand these things illuminated my inner East. The discoveries along the way have been manifold, malleable, and colorful. Like a kaleidoscope, the teachings and practices I have gathered continue to shift and bend imprinting on the textures of daily life just as it is. My ministry arrives in the form of sharing this extremely personal, varied, sacred, ordinary way with you. Let us traverse this landscape together as siblings. I pray you will join me for a time. I am your brother Oren, and this is my witness to the wisdom cry of the Dawn Deacon. Good morning my friends, it's another beautiful day on the southwest Louisiana coast. We've had a string of them recently, very cold, but the sky has been so clear. Especially this morning, there was a lingering thick fog. On Sunday morning and Monday morning Yesterday morning I went for a nice walk at a local cemetery Beautiful statues in there, old statues I was driving my son to school with intent to come back for a walk at a park that is on the way and I saw the mist lingering around the cemetery. The sun hit it just right, just everything was glowing. There's a statue there by the road of Our Lady of La Salette, a Marian apparition, and the two children that she appeared to, as the story goes. So I decided to go back to the cemetery for the walk. I didn't think of this until I got to the cemetery, but the way the statue looked from the road and from even a distance as I pulled into the cemetery and got out of my vehicle for the walk, it just looked perfect. I couldn't see any of the details, mind you. The sun was rising in the east. statue faces the west. The children are looking to the east, up at the lady on a pedestal. But it just looked glorious. If you follow me on social media of any kind, then you see pictures that i take quite often of images at sunrise call it light chasing waiting for the morning sun to come up and illuminate things in that beautiful mystical way that it does especially on a misty morning the way the light was coming through the trees and across the small ornamental vases at all of the grave plates cast these long shadows on the ground it's a beautiful shot really is and I can't take credit for it the scene was what it was but as I made my way through the cemetery and over to the statue which I've, I've seen the statue before up close and personal but when I got closer, I was reminded that the statue is not made of any kind of precious material. It's just concrete and wire. It's been there a very long time in the weather. And when you get close, you can see that very clearly. It's not smooth, hard details facial features her crucifix the roses that adorn her head they've corroded and eroded covered in green and cracked some pieces are missing the children are missing fingers and pieces of wire sticking out some of their features are gone, too. Chipped paint from different times, I'm assuming, throughout the years that the statue has been touched up. It's nothing precious about any of those things, modern paint, wire, plaster. There are other statues in the cemetery that are made of marble. It's a beautiful statue of the sacred heart of Jesus out there. It's missing parts too, but it is made of marble. The details and features are much clearer. But from a distance, through the mist, in the particular light, that statue might as well be a picture of something ancient and precious from some holy land in our imagination. At a glance and in frame one could believe that they've been transported somewhere else if not for the flames and exhaust from the refineries in our area marring the horizon but in the mist those things can't be seen so on my walk i observed many things actually mausoleums crosses and other icons Illuminated by the mist, silhouetted. But the longer I was out there yesterday, the longer, the the more the mist began to lift. At one point I remember thinking that I would walk quickly so I could be in the mist and then look around. But that's the interesting thing about mist especially the morning mist it's hard to really ever be in it it seems like you can always see it but when you try to get to it it's like a rainbow you're never gonna get to the <laughs> end that's not how it works And even when I am in the middle of the mist, the only indication is that I feel the moisture on my whiskers, especially on a cold morning like yesterday. And to look around, you can see it, but it's not, it's not something that you can really perceive when you're, when you're in it. I half imagined someone else driving by and looking into the cemetery in the mist, and I would be completely obscured. (laughs) But to me, everything was clear. I guess the morning mist was a bit of an exercise and gave me cause for a reflection. Especially that statue But it was mostly after I had Cropped and adjusted and shared the photo of the statue of Our Lady of La Salette That I sat and thought about it As we do on social media, which is a great tool for sharing our positive lights and signals or our shadows too. people comment and like and especially when it's something beautiful like a sunrise most of the time the comments are positive it's like a magnet for those types of things the Sun and the light attracts and that's a good thing but what I realized is that the picture doesn't tell the full story. And isn't that the way that life is? That the pictures, the moments that we share, aren't the full story. The scenes that we string together, they're framed a certain way. The details are missing, the cracks, the repair jobs, the layers of paint, the true nature of the material. But in the mist and the light, the fog, we get only a piece of the picture. So often throughout my life, a piece of the picture was all I can handle. I've had many, many conversations with people in different religious disciplines or just philosophies and perspectives on life. And I really can't count or remember The extreme number of times I've heard some version of this when something terrible is happening in the world to one of our brothers or sisters, whether that's individuals or communities. And that statement is this, well, I can't think about that. I can't think about that or that gets me down. Now. If that weren't so common, I might disregard it, but I've heard it often enough that I consider it an affliction, an affliction of the fog or the morning mist, just like that statue from a distance and in the fog I could see it's that it was beautiful it looked perfect and the angle the particular angle that I looked at it and the way I maneuvered my eyes and my perspective and my framing in conjunction with the statue and the Sun in a relationship between light and shadow I could make it look beautiful. Especially from my position where I looked into the east. The mist itself made it more beautiful. But only 30 or 40 minutes after that walk began. When I walked back to the same spot, the sun had moved and burned away. The morning mist. That thick, moist cloud that had obscured so much and given me cause to see something so beautiful was gone. And even standing in the exact same place I could not readjust my perspective to obscure the missing fingers the cracks the distress the patina nor the true nature of what the statue was made of that ancient mythical temple that it seemed to indicate was there. It was was gone. It was no longer there. It was erased, essentially. It made me wonder how many times I've done that in my life. Found beauty and glory, the sacred, when it was convenient, when I was drenched in fog. And how many times did I walk past those same things that were perhaps sacred to someone else? from a particular perspective or alignment and disregard them because it wasn't my angle or my time or my perspective. It's something to consider because it's something I personally would like to cultivate in my life I want to be able to put myself in situations or points in space and time not just in alignment with statues and stones and temples and stained glass chasing that light for the perfect circumstances I do want those things, I do want to cultivate them, but I also want to remember to look at those same things when the light isn't perfect, when the fog and the mist have lifted, when I can see the ugly things as beautiful, when I can see the cracks and the attempts to hold things together. The weathering, the suffering. The natural wear and tear of life. Not just on statues and places, but on people. Mostly on people. I don't want to forget how precious this life is. How important it is to look at those things that I may otherwise ignore because they're deep in the fog. And I have to ask myself, where is the fog come from? Where does it come from? Am I the generator? Am I the one who places my own cloud over these things? And do I have the fortitude, the resilience, the stability, a foundation in my spiritual life that will allow me to look at them and not be rocked to my core? To not watch the foundations of my practice erode in an instant, at the first sign of troubles or pain, I don't want to sound like I'm attacking anyone who simply cannot look at the fungus and moss growing on the world. Black mold that gets deep in the fissures because that's not what I'm saying. Rather, I would hope that this is taken as an encouragement to look twice, find the sacred. even when the, when the mist is revealed, things that are perhaps deemed profane by others from their perspectives. It's something to consider. I will be considering it more Cultivating, hopefully, patience. Patience to allow the mist to dissipate, to burn off in the morning sun. Things like this don't happen in an instant. The morning mist lingers depending on the circumstances. But one thing I always have hope and faith in is the rising of the light, the light that will illuminate the fog and burn it away so that I can see clearly. I just hope I can retain that sense of sacred once it's gone. Thank you for joining me on this morning walk. I hope it's been of use to you. May all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings rejoice in the well-being of others. May all beings live in peace, free from greed and hatred.